Welcome to the Impactful PBL Podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project-based learning coach and leader of the Impactful PBL Network. And you can find me at impactfulpbl.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community, and let's talk PBL. Hey, Impact Makers. Last month, we focused on professional growth, specifically how you can own your professional learning. And we talked about the nine ways that you may be wasting your time during professional development sessions and what you should do instead. We also discussed 10 virtual professional development options for teachers right now. And then I actually shared a story about how I'm treating my doctoral capstone like a project-based learning experience. Then we wrapped the month up with me sharing about three myths about project-based learning professional development. You created a plan, you researched different virtual professional learning opportunities, and you decided what your goals for the summer will be. Now, guess what? It's back to school time. So let's start off with admitting that school will look differently this year for most teachers and students. Now, I've been hearing a lot about a variety of learning formats thus far. So our local school district elected to start school remotely versus in person, whereas a school district that I'm working with will have two days of school in person and two days of school remotely with no school on Friday. Then I had a conversation with a parent who lives in another state and she shared that her school district has no changes and students will engage in regular normal instruction. Then I've heard of models where students will go one week and have two weeks off or have A day, B day. And so basically, there are many modes of learning that we'll hear about this year and things will continue to change as we learn more and experience various outcomes. But one thing is for sure, and it's both students and teachers need to be flexible and open to new ways of doing school. That may lead you to ask, Can we still do project-based learning in a remote learning environment? What does project-based learning look, sound, and feel like in a remote learning environment? Should I just go back to traditional teaching methods given our current situation? Should I wait to try something new with students? I've thought about all these questions, and here's what I think. Yes, project-based learning can be done in a remote learning format. And actually, I think now is a good time to implement PBL in your learning environment. I've mentioned previously that I'm the founder of a nonprofit organization where our mission is to cultivate a generation of math and financially literate girls. And through that program, I had the pleasure of speaking with middle school-aged girls about their experience with emergency remote learning during the spring. They all expressed their frustration with not seeing their friends, feeling isolated, and completing long lists of assignments that appeared to have little purpose. Now, to be fair, teachers were thrown into virtual learning with little or no preparation. And some teachers were comfortable with using tech to teach, while others had no clue how to use Google Classroom, Canvas, or any other learning management system in general. And even teachers who were comfortable with using some form of learning management system, they hadn't done so in a complete virtual environment. Some teachers may have felt comfortable with integrating tech in a blended learning environment, but not in a fully remote environment. And as a result, I heard of situations where students' lessons consisted of watching videos, reading articles, and answering multiple choice questions on the computer. Then I also heard of teachers joining students on Zoom or Google Meet and leading live lessons or answering questions during office hours. And after all of that, 
regardless of which instructional method teachers utilize, several teachers expressed that they were tired, stressed, and overwhelmed. Now, let's not discuss parents' experience. That can be another podcast episode. But let's just say many parents were stressed and overwhelmed too. And then as a professional learning coach, I was trying to figure out how I can best support teachers during their time of need. Spring 2020 was definitely a learning experience for students, teachers, parents, and teacher leaders. But I'm optimistic about the fall. And here's why. Unlike the spring, I believe teachers, teacher leaders, and even parents will be more prepared. The pandemic caught us by surprise in March. Was I the only one who thought that life would be back to normal by the end of the summer? But we have the opportunity to be more prepared as we re-engage with school. I've seen countless virtual summits, webinars, articles, and online workshops about how to teach in a virtual environment. I can't even count how many companies offer their curriculum or tech tools for free or at a low cost to educators attempting to ease the burden of starting from scratch. Now, school districts are being more intentional with ensuring teachers are prepared to teach in their new learning environment. And those are just my reflections about the last five months of school life. But I don't want us to forget that student engagement and wellness is still important. Participating in meaningful learning activities is still important. Communicating and building relationships with students is still important. Students connecting with each other is still important. We know that project-based learning fosters an environment where we can incorporate all of these components. But back to the original question, can we implement project-based learning in a remote or blended learning environment? And my answer is yes. This month, we will explore strategies and brainstorm some ideas examining how to make this happen. But today, let's talk about why teachers should consider implementing project-based learning during blended or remote learning. Let's go back to students complaining about the learning activities during the spring and how some of it felt like busy work. My daughter is a TD or talent development student, or what used to be called gifted when I was a kid. She typically makes straight A's. I think she made one B last year during one of the quarters, and it was an 89. So basically one point from an A. By the fourth week of remote learning in the spring, she was over it, and I had to harass her to complete assignments. So let's think about students who may experience academic challenges when they are in person. How do you think they felt about the assignments that appear to be pointless? Through project-based learning, you have the opportunity to make the content more interactive and meaningful, thus increasing student engagement and mastery. Instead of students watching countless videos to answer a few questions as a way to showcase their knowledge, students can apply what they are learning to solve a real-world challenge. All learning activities, whether remote or in-person, leads them on a journey or exploration with the goal of answering a complex question. Think about how streamlined your planning process could be. Using a simplified PBL planning method, such as my impactful PBL roadmap, you can plan a quality project-based learning experience regardless of the mode of learning. Not only will students be able to measure their progress, they'll be able to make connections between learning activities because skills will build upon each other. Think about how easy it would be to communicate with parents about what to do on assignments. They can easily view students' planning documents, project plans, milestones, and attendant outcomes. And then you would be able to reduce the amount of time or at least simplify managing random assignments because, of course, you would have pre-planned how and when students will engage in various aspects of the content. And through project-based learning in a remote learning environment, teachers also have the opportunity to collaborate with colleagues to create an interdisciplinary project. 
which will help students connect content across multiple subject areas. Teachers also have the ability to integrate peer collaboration, and you can choose how much or little collaboration students will have. But we discussed earlier how students missed engaging with their friends. So project-based learning could be a good way to integrate academic talk, not just what new show on Netflix they're watching. Through the PBL process, students will also develop social-emotional skills such as self-management and responsible decision-making, which is essential for students learning in a remote environment. Now, you may be wondering, that sounds great, Candice, but how do I get started with facilitating project-based learning in a virtual format? Next week's episode, I will share some points to consider as you begin your planning process. And if you're interested in learning more about the planning method that I've used to help hundreds of teachers make PBL a reality in their classrooms, you can find a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you find this podcast insightful, please leave a review and subscribe so you can get notified of future episodes.